Hi. <laughs> Hello there. How you doing? Glad you made it. In case you weren't here, or in case you missed it, this is just a quick clip of something you might have missed last week. Mister, get this thing off of me! Oh, that would be gross cooking on a bug zapper. I don't care, I'm eating it anyway. Oh, you know that Mr. Mr. Lady? I think I just killed her. And now that that's out of the way, this is what's coming up on this episode of Real Garbage. It's coming right for us! I hand dig my own graves myself! Just ask her for the tray. Point the gun in her face and go, give me the tray. And she'll be like, what? Here's the tray. Yeah. Burger's really good! <laughs> Woo! It's gonna be a good one. So uh, stick around. Uh, here's a quick word from our fake sponsors before we get started. This episode of Real Garbage is brought to you by the fastest January in human history. What the hell? This episode is also brought to you by coffee. I miss it. <laughs> bag up, bag up. Bag up, tear. Put it in reverse, tear. Put it in reverse. Oh, Lord. Lord, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? What you doing, tear? Tear, what's the one? Did you quit coffee? I didn't outright quit it, but I'm trying to ingest less of it. You just don't didn't bring a, a four shot cold I know. coffee. <laughs> I know. Well, that was mostly because I'm cold right now. So, and I didn't have time to stop and get a coffee. I thought about it, but I brought a blanket instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to decrease my caffeine intake because I throughout both my jobs I'm constantly like on the go so I have really small periods to eat so throughout the day it's just massive caffeine consumption followed by little increments of food like multiple times a day so I'm very like <laughs> vibrating so wait you're vibrating now you're vibrating now with lack of coffee I'm maybe so going through coffee withdrawals yeah not so much I'm just like tired I feel more see okay here's a question for you do you hit the snooze bar in the morning are you a snooze no. bar person not no no not at all that's good i i don't think i've ever hit the snooze button in my life Never. except except when it's like my day off and i set an alarm for a certain time and then i'll wake up but i won't spring into action because i don't have to work that day so i'll just slowly hmm. you know just Sh like shake off the sleep i'll slowly get into my day but if i'm working the alarm goes off at eight nine or ten and i'm immediately up and in the bathroom and like doing my shit i've you i can sometimes be a no snooze bar person but i have been a snooze bar person and you're just saying you're tired so i'm just wondering because oh. if you hit snooze bar and, and go back to sleep your but your body's like, oh, we're going back to sleep. Yeah, sleep. and then nine minutes later, you're like, ah, ah, like nine, that whole time. Nine minutes, isn't that the five minutes? Oh, I well, the I'm talking like the standard snooze is like nine. Ah, uh, what's standard? I don't know. <laughs> I have an alarm at <laughs> six and then an alarm at six oh two. I always have them two minutes apart, so this one goes off like snooze, and I can't get right back to sleep before it goes off again. So I usually <laughs> get up after that. I do that about three times. See, I think maybe that's why I can't do the snooze thing because I 100% can force myself to go back to sleep. Hmm. 
it, Consciously, that, you're like, yeah, go back to sleep. Yep, that has never been a problem for me. Yeah. I It's been very successful if I've taken any road trips. I'm just in the back and I'm bored and I don't know what else to do. I'm like, yeah, I'll go to sleep and then I'll just force myself to go to sleep. What? It's must, actually... Must be nice. Yeah. It's really bad. This, this week I had a day off, which is really nice. And um, it was... It was that overcast or not this week because it's only Tuesday last week when it's, it was it's been overcast every single day that's true when it was really overcast and dark I always on days <laughs> off any every, day any day in the last month yeah um I always on days off have my alarm set for 10 I'm like that's the max I'll sleep Jesus, in Jesus 10 o'clock I treat myself um I and force myself to sleep till 10 oh but it gets so I had my day off and I my alarm went off and I knew consciously it was 10, but I opened my eyes and it was so, so dark. And I was like, I don't have anything to do today. You know, I'll just, I'll just power nap, go back. And I opened my eyes and it was 1230. And I was like, okay, I, that happened. And then I thought to myself, I was like, I could keep going. You might as well just go back to sleep. Yeah. I, days, <laughs> days half over. Anyway. I was like, I could like just shut my eyes and lie there and like force myself back to sleep and like do it all over again. So yeah. that is not an issue. <laughs> okay. Where, where, how, how did this conversation start? Oh, coffee. Coffee. Oh, yeah. Coffee. I think I, I only had one cup of coffee today and it was a regular brew, like coffee cup. I'm pissed. I can't find. So t- my buddy Tyler has this issue all the time. He can't find white chocolate bars. Oh yeah. White chocolate mocha. Why? Who is out there? I might have said this on the last episode. Who the hell is out there buying all the white chocolate bars? Is everybody making white chocolate mochas now? I thought white chocolate was seasonal. No, it is all the time. Really? It's just like you you go into any grocery store right now. Not any grocery store, but you go to Walmart, for example. Look, white chocolate, empty. All the other chocolate, Lindor. It has to be Lindor. You can't make a white chocolate mocha without Lindor white chocolate. What do you mean no? No, I'm saying no, I agree. Oh, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? No. no You're like, are no. you kidding? <laughs> it is, has to be Lindor. Yeah, no, I agree. Because every other one doesn't work, apparently. And it's just chalky. Taste as good. No. But, that, yeah, I can't. I made one half-sweet white chocolate mocha this weekend, and then went to get some chocolate, and was like, what the hell? So I need to start stocking up. Yeah. So I got to order I gotta order a bunch of paint stuff, because I was painting in here. So we did the white oh. walls, but then I just got artsy on the weekend, and I did some pour. You saw I was watching yeah. paint pouring videos. I'm just hooked on them now, and I moved all everything off the floor after everything had dried, and realized that I got three or f- five giant splotches of green paint on the carpet. Looks like I murdered a leprechaun on the living room floor. Yeah, so I got <laughs> like an idiot. I'm like, it's acrylic. It should just come off with a wet rag. I just rubbed it in more, and then I got OxyClean, and then I've got it half cleaned. It's, yeah, man. I'm not moving out of here for a while, so yeah. it'll Can't probably Can't you bleach just... it? Mm, it is apartment carpet. I don't really care. Yeah. I'll just I'll just walk all over it for the next year or yeah. two until it just becomes part of the carpet. Yeah. It's just, oh, it just was like that when I got here. Naturally like Bart Simpson. It was like that when I got here. <laughs> Okay, you've never seen a Steven I've, Seagal movie. No, I've never <sighs> seen a Steven Seagal movie. I always thought that Steven Seagal was Katie Seagal's husband because I knew her no. as an actress from Married with Children and Leela's voice from Futurama. So. Spelled, uh, his, his has an extra A. I know, like Seagull. 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 <laughs> Steven Seagull. He, I, I, figured, I figured it out watching this movie. He mm-hmm. is fat Mark Wahlberg. 
<gasps> it's the way he talks. Yeah. It's almost like this. Everything's all up here. He's like, yeah. It's almost he like he's whispering. He's out of breath when he starts talking. Like he exhales and then goes, the fastest January ever. Fastest <laughs> January in human history. It went by way faster. That's that's just how we. T- it's the strangest thing. I hadn't seen a Steven Seagal movie in a better part of two decades. Oh wow! And I decided we were going to watch The Foreigner. Yeah. Not, not to be confused, confused with, with the Jackie, Chan. Jackie Chan's movie, The Foreigner. Yeah. Twenty thirteen. Trying. Yeah. Twenty seventeen. Uh, oh, yes, that's right. Trying to find this movie's Wikipedia was so hard because if you type in The Foreigner, everything that comes up is the 2017 movie. You just got to put 2003 behind it. Yeah. Because this got zero, man, zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I was trying to find one of his older his older movies because they're actually like half decent. Like they mm-hmm. got four and a half out of ten. This got like a <laughs> two out of ten or less. Deserved. Yes. I'm going to tell people. I'm going to try yeah. to tell people what try this is Try and nutshell about. it. So... <laughs> the Foreigner, 2003, Steven Seagal, is a movie about a man who has a special set of skills. <laughs> it's kind of, he's ex-CIA, I think. And he gets hired to do a job, does the job, almost gets killed, ref- then like quits, and then flies to Berlin to go to his dad's funeral. And then he eventually gets tied up with some French dude. It's, I don't even know. It, I really yeah. don't know. There is <laughs> there is no concrete plot. There was no concrete, okay, this is what's going to happen. Then this, the then this. The only thing was get the package. Yeah. Get the package, deliver the package. I don't know how many times they, they said the package. I know. Like, stop talking about your package. What package? I was going to start doing a count, but I got to about 20 minutes in. And I was like, okay, I've heard the package about 15 times. That's good. Then you'd hear it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of just salt it in there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, there it is, there it is, there it is. There's the package. There it is. <laughs> so this movie starts off... Man, Just right. In Poland. Yeah. Start, we start off in Poland. We're introduced to... Um, what's his name? Oliphant? Oh, Jared yeah. Jared Oliphant and this other dude who... <laughs> I don't even know how this started again. I know. He's, it, having a, he's having a smoke. He's fake smoking. There's a lot of close-up shots in this movie. Yeah. A lot of close... Like, it, it's really artsy. Trying to be artsy, yeah. But it's it was not. like, do, 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 like this was the camera the whole time. Do, 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 Sna- back and yeah. forth. I'm gonna add some of that into this. Yeah. If, if I burp, I was thinking about it. Okay, so let me try to remember this. Yeah. Start off, Oliphant, and let's just call them the, the two bad white guys. Yeah. The one guy's like, meet me over here, and he meets him. I have to remark on how he was standing how he was walking and he was like walking backwards and then look he, was, he looked so nervous i actually wrote down why yeah oh the music he could hear the music music was so intense like dun 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 bum 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 like credits are rolling and he's walking backwards like he's freaked out and then all of a sudden it's like an sub just rolls up and he's like oh hey what's going on yeah, so like the first disappointing anticlimactic moment. The guy gets out, he's like, this better be worth it. And it, 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 the dialogue, the writing was so, it was just like... Stiff. I had a word for it. Very vague. It was yeah. very vague because they're just like, you got to get the package for me. All right, I'll get the package. Where's the package? Here are the coordinates. Cool. On my way to get the package. Yeah. Where's hire, the package? Hire a professional. Is that where he says that? Yeah, pretty much. Both remark. Oh, they also both uh, talked about how cold it was. Oh, yeah. They're in Warsaw, Poland. Of course it is. It's too cold for ice. But yet, none of them, neither of them are wearing a scarf. 
I know. They're not even like bundled up. Their ears are exposed. They're like, oh, it's so cold out here. I'm like, doesn't look that cold, boys. Yeah. You're liars. Though this is where it is. So we instantly cut to a torture scene. I know. <laughs> we go from outside, cold, we got to find the package to... To God. burning some guys with a lit cigarette. Okay, thinking back, was that wasn't uh, who was doing that? The was that was Dooby Dooby Doo? Was it was it Dumois Dubois? Dunois Dunois D U N O I S or O I R depending on who the captioner was. Yeah, Dunois. I just called him Dooby. At one point, Steven Seagal wrote down his name. I had to literally pause that and go. The hell does it say? <laughs> Dunois, Dunoir, like, like it was OIR. His writing was terrible. Knows the assailant? I'm like, <laughs> Dunoir. Uh, Dunoir knows the assailant. I'm like, all right, okay. So they torture this guy and he's like, the package, again, yeah. the package is already delivered. You're too late. I'm like, oh my God. This like, is- <laughs> what is it? They were, they were like amping up this package so much. And just when we find out what it is later on, I was like... Such a letdown. Are you kidding? Photos? Okay, photos of a flight recorder. A flight recorder with... uh, We'll get there later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This had a $20 million budget. Just keep that in mind. I know. $20 million. This movie looked like it was shot by college students. I think half that budget went to Steven Seagal. Honestly, I probably, because I I haven't heard of any of these other actors he was acting with. It was just Steven Seagal and then all these other people. And I was thinking, like, who? Who? And I know it's not an age thing because I will, like, watch movies from back then with, like, meh known actors. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. You know, but these people were absolute nobodies. Mm -hmm. This was was 2003 as well. Well, nobody wanted to be in this. I know why. You read the script, you're like, no. Yeah. How many times mm, are they going to say the package? Absolutely not. I don't want to be part of this. Who would? Nobody would want to be. Nobody should want to be part of a Steven Seagal movie after 2000. After 96. Yeah. Like, come on. Like the, After his, his prime. His first, yeah, his first four, like, hard to kill, out for justice. I think that was his first one. Oh, you just should just have, when you get a chance, just flip through IMDb and just okay. click on all those movies and just read what his name is. Is it John Cold? Jonathan Cold. I saw that. I was like, oh, we have to watch this. His name is Cold. <laughs> and it's in Poland. They'll <laughs> have like, I can't think of any other ones. I should have wrote them down. But they're ridiculous. So we meet him. We're getting introduced to him. And he's <laughs> classic Seagal. Like, of course, he's got to have some hot chick like suiting up yeah. after a night of sex. And he's like, oh, was it good for you, baby? All right. Also, I... Having been subjected to a couple of Van Damme movies now, I can understand why the women were, oh my God, he's so hot and head over heels. You know, if I were an actress in that time period and my agent was like, hey, you want to have a brief moment in a Van Damme movie and like be his arm candy? Hell yeah. Van Damme was hot. Steven Seagal? He couldn't pull her. Absolutely the hell not. Unless he had major clout, like, walking around being like, I was the former CIA operative. Well, he's deep. He's he's Mr. Cobbler? Weber. Weber. Yeah, like... What was up with his hair? 
Was it? I, I know. Was it just slicked back, and was it long, or was it short? Was it like a mullet? Because his hair never moved. No, it, it was move. very gelled and quaffed to his head. It looked like Roblox or Lego, where it just. I wanted to see one of the strands at the at the front right, just move, just, just to know if it was long all over or if it was it because it looked like a mullet. It did. It looked like you know whose hair looked better. John Travolta's in Maniac. Maniac. His er the manic fanatic. the fanatic. Ooh. His moose's little mullet hair moose. that looked better. We he goes and meets his boss, his Polish boss here, and he's like, "I got one last job for you." I, I don't know if that's Polish. I've got one last job for you. You go pick up package for me and bring it back here, and I will let you go see your dead father. And he's like, "I'm retired. I don't do jobs anymore." <laughs> And, and that's when he's like, what did you say? And then he just gets tossed in the car with Dunoir. And I didn't realize now, I'm glad now that I know, I didn't realize it was Dunoir that was doing the torturing. I'm just like, who's this Billy Idol looking? <laughs> like, he sounded like, what did he sound like? I wrote down what his voice sounded like. Oh, like Jason Statham. Like a a little. <laughs> just don't worry, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> hey, how long we got to on this trip? We'll get there when we get there. He, he... He literally says, we'll get there when the car stops. Okay. Thanks, Tips. Thanks, Frenchie. Yeah, shut up, you sassy little toad. It also, it almost seemed like, I didn't, like, you know, you don't find out until later why he's there. Mm Because it was always set up. Yeah. Well, actually, no, you realize that as soon as this happens. Yeah, as (laughs) soon as you see the guy from the beginning torturing someone and now he's on a mission with Seagal, you immediately know mm, that he's a bad guy. See, I didn't even put that that together because, like I said, I didn't realize it was Dumar. But I just mean after four dudes come in, kick down the door, and shoot the place oh, up. Oh yeah, it, it bursts into flames. A little bit of wine, which apparently is flammable wherever they are. Well, I mean, it is Europe, so their their alcohol they take very seriously. They're putting antifreeze in the wine. De l'antifreeze dans le vin. Oh, mais c'est sérieux ça. Uh, they tips into the fire and just all of a sudden eviscerates this whole place. I guess that was like an IKEA easy burn house or something. <laughs> New from IKEA is the latest addition to our easy line of houses, introducing the Flammenhausen. The most affordable home to date, the Flammenhausen comes complete with structural beams, light construction rope, and 47,000 individual strands of farm quality straw. Sure, it's highly flammable, but at least you won't be living in a mud hut anymore like those dirty dirt farmers down the road. Just make sure to keep your flammable wine away from your fire. In fact, you should probably keep the fire outside. This thing is made of straw. The Flammenhausen, new from IKEA. By structural beams, we mean dry kindling strips. Light construction rope actually means highly flammable bale twine. IKEA is not responsible if your Flammenhausen burns down or blows away. The Flammenhausen from IKEA. <laughs> They're on sale. Buy two, get one free. Ooh, yeah, they get outside, and I'm like, what? So obviously, it seems like somebody burned it. Yeah. While they were in there, it's just time, timed out perfectly with the fire starting wine. Mm-hmm. After hold on, hold on. There's a flat there's a quick flashback here. I was gonna say, was that a flashback? Because we see those idiots in the future. Because you're talking like the back the, the club scene. The techno rave fashion show. Oh my god. That I, I felt like I was watching Blade. I thought blood was gonna start raining from the ceiling and everyone sucking on each other. But that was just weird because they were just why were they all just staring at each other? I know it was all very like. Mm, he's, like mm, he's like, I think mm. I, I think I may have seen you there too, and he's like, 
flashes back to for people that are, have not seen this movie. There's a scene where we cut back to a club scene. We get a, a strobe effect on the whole scene. Cut into a shot of Steven Seagal. Cut into a shot of du, Dumois. Cut into a shot of like people drinking. I just I thought it would have yeah. been funny if all of a sudden it was like we cut to some dude just like placing an order with the waitress, and he, <laughs> then like it flashes back to him getting his burger, and it flashes back to Seagal. And the other guy comes back to this guy. He's and tucking he's a napkin like, in his shirt. Yeah. Just greasy. <laughs> Burger's really good. <laughs> what they should have done with it. I know. No, it was it just, so confusing. It's just back to them. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right, so does that mean did Seagal just put it together that that these two know each other? Apparently. I guess I didn't. <laughs> No. I, I was still trying to piece together if it was a flashback or if they briefly were like, yeah, this just happened in the scene. Now we're back in the, like, I. It was v- all over the place. Mm-hmm. I had wrote down at one point, this movie is all over the map because there is a lot going on, very minimal explanation. And you need to like, like uh, at that point, I'm still trying to figure out because I think it's right after this, he goes and sits down with the boss and he's like, I'm out of here after this last job, slides a piece of paper over to him and it says, do, well, in very, very chicken scratch writing, Dunois knows the assailant. Yeah. And for the next 20 minutes, I'm like, who the hell is he talking about? Because I missed the connection of like the dude that kicked down the door with the gun mm-hmm. looking at Dunois or something. I, it was, I know it was so <laughs> weird. And then also, can we talk about the camera angle they decided to use in those meetings where it was head on for Seagal and then it was like, this, like, if this is the camera, it was shooting up at the other guy's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, everything was a close-up. Yeah. Because, the, the, like, $20 million budget, but they shot everything in close-up, like like Sharknado and all those yeah. other crappy movies. Apparently, they shot this movie entirely in Poland, too. So maybe... That's probably where the money went. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Why? So he gets to go to his dad's funeral, and while he's at his funeral... So, uh, Okay, where was the Which, funeral? Okay, so the funeral was in Poland, and I paid. Right. I had to rewind this because I was so confused. But the guy was literally saying, "This is so and so Jackson Cold's uh, memorial. We're having a service here in Poland, the mm. country that he loved defending so much, and then we're bringing his body." To his home country, which you assume is America, because Steven Seagal doesn't have an accent. And I'm just thinking, are they going to bury this guy in Poland and then dig him up and bring him back to America to be buried? Like, how are you having this? Because they're they're oh, having oh, a decorated they're bury, funeral. They're just burying him in Poland. But then he, he literally served in Poland, so he's no, probably I, like bury me in Poland. But he, the guy says in his exposition that he's going to be taken back to his homeland. Oh, then they're probably just putting him in like, the ground for ceremonial purposes and then pulling him back up. They're not going to cover him in dirt. Yeah, well, but <laughs> why dig the hole in the first place? There's a job right there. What's what do you do for work? I dig graves back up. Yeah, but but I'm, not for the reasons you think. Yeah, can you imagine clocking in for work? And being like, okay, Greg, you're going to dig this grave, but we're not actually going to use it, okay? So you're going to have to refill it in half an hour. Yeah, I'd be use, pissed. They use machines. They don't dig it by hand. Really? Yeah, they use excavators. It's The hand-dug graves are a thing of the past. No, but yeah, I was like, well, I was joking, like, not seriously thinking some dude's shoveling. You imagine that was your job, your literal grave digger, not using machinery? I thought it would just be an extra personal touch to keep the old ways. I'm sure if you owned your own property and you owned your own cemetery, you could be like, I hand dig my own graves myself. I will put your pappy in the ground, don't you worry. 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in my will. My grave must, must be, be hand dug. hand dug. <laughs> the ass- ultimate last fuck you. Assign it to some person by laws as they yeah. have to dig it by hand. No <laughs> shovel, just their hands. Here's a garden hoe. Do it. <laughs> dig my grave, you piece of garbage. Oh my god. And in her last will and testament. <laughs> so it's after the funeral. Is it is it the CIA guys that track them down? I don't I think. I they're American, so I think F-I-B, so. FBI, CIA, yeah, DEA, MIB. They track them down and and they're what, having this important discussion on an escalator. What's up with over the shoulder, bro? Like in Seagal's face. I know the whole time. Like he even at one point, like when they introduced me, just walks up into the frame and is like, yeah, right next to Seagal's face while he's talking. I'm going. Did this guy know he was supposed to do this? Did they just have one take? They're like, shit, he got too close. Just leave it. Just leave it. And then Seagal just flips oh, him over the this, escalator. It's because Seagal's like, you know what? Screw you, pal. And the guy's like, watch your mouth. And then, and just tosses him with one hand with his Aikido skills. Yep. Into the other escalator. Now, historically, you may have heard this, Steven Seagal is well known for treating his stuntmen like trash. He hurts people. So that dude probably, he didn't land on pillows. He landed on the other escalator. Yeah. He really threw him. Because he was, oh, I noticed that because I noticed him on the escalator just staying still, like riding up in the background when the CIA guy was like, let him go. He might have been out cold for all we know. Seagal's mean. Steven! He would actually, because he's like, I want to make it, I want to make it look real. Oh my God. <laughs> he's, he's been known to hurt yeah, some people. Holy so he meets up with his brother. They have a little chat. Yeah, and Sean and John. Very original Jackson. Yeah. They they meet. Where are they? Are they at someone's at, apartment? I, I don't Is it know. his apartment? Because it's a pink room with two white chairs and yeah. a telephone, a rotary telephone. I know. And a one lamp. I'm like, going. are they jumping back between France and Poland? I know that's really easy to do in Europe. You just hop a train and like you're in another city in a couple hours. But, or a con- country? Yeah. Could be. But I just, there was no definitive timeline about when this was happening where it was just back and forth back and forth back and forth and you're left thinking okay it was about this point because this is this is crazy this is only 28 minutes in mm-hmm. that's what blew me away the most I, I hit the time and was like you gotta be kidding me we're only 28 minutes into an hour 35 minute long movie yeah whoa so we uh, now we're just all of a sudden we're back with Dunoir sitting in a in a, ca- a cafe. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, your boss wants to come and come and see, he wants you to come and see him." He's like, "Can <laughs> I just pay my bill, please?" What's his accent? He's French. That's he's right. uh, yeah, and then he shoots the waiter with a silencer, and then parkours up a wall. And then <laughs> that was very strange, that shot. I was like, was that him? Yeah. That was him. Okay. And then he just goes on a killing spree. Murders the maid. For yeah. no reason. It's just like, thank you, my dear. Yeah. This is he wanted the tray. Like, just ask her for the tray. Point the gun in her face and go, give me the tray. And she'll be like, what? Here's the tray. Yeah, he was very liberal with murder, this doobie-doo-boo. He murdered the two people in the cafe, and then he murders her. And then he walks in, has the meeting with his boss, murders his boss. Yeah. Is and then after he murders his boss, he goes to the. Oh, did you notice he's smoking in every single scene? Yeah, 
It was like in his. It was like it was in his contract. I figured that he got that. He went to that like ammo crate he had with guns at one point, and I'm like, it's just full of cigarettes. It's mm-hmm. all this opens it up. Yeah, guns, just more packs of smokes. <laughs> like, I'm good. So now he kills those guys. So we smoking all over the map. Oh, we meet Mr. Mims, uh, who I was calling Pharrell Williams or <laughs> Prince or artist formerly known as Prince or a pimp. What was up with his outfit? His, I know, his little hat and his matching like suit and stuff. He like, was so. Is this guy an assassin? Yeah, like he was so slick. But what are you, a spy, a government operative, a, a baby-faced assassin? Because <laughs> they didn't really give any explanation of what he was. He was just or meeting any, with Oliphant. Yeah, and Oliphant was telling him, "Hey, go get me the package." We still Again, don't know what the package, package. is. Could you just go get me the package. I'm like, okay. This movie was trying to be Snatch, I realized halfway through. It was trying to be Snatch. I know that's a Jason Statham movie, but I've never seen it. It's from 2000. You need to watch Snatch. Wow. It's like the best Guy Ritchie movie ever. Really? It's up there. Hmm. Well, all Guy Ritchie movies are awesome, except for King Arthur. Most of Guy Ritchie movies are amazing. So, yeah, you need to watch Snatch. Okay. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I just have to make a comment of Steven Seagal's little little mini camera. <laughs> it looked like a Motorola Razor on its side. It did. Spy cam. <laughs> and then, so he goes back to his house and gets knocked out by this random guy. And we... Just see- labeled as the stranger on, y- on uh, Amazon uh, Prime. Yeah. And then he, I did like, I did like this scene though, when he had him and he was like choking him out and it was a perspective shot of Steven Seagal. So it, his like vision was getting like partially clear, partially mm. blurry because his oxygen was getting cut off. I did like that shot. I thought it was really cool. Um, the presentation from the stranger though was just, it was almost yeah. theatrical over the top and unbelievable. Oh yeah, it was very cartoon villainy. You have to tell me where the package is. Yeah. Or else you're gonna choke to death. Well not choke. It was almost like almost an air of Bill Cosby there. Oh, a little bit. Very <laughs> creepy. And then he smacks him with a chair, gets out of there. Like Nope. He no, he t- he unties him. He unties him, takes him to the train station. Right. Because he says, oh, I have the, the packages. Pa- so this is right. Here's another thing that Seagal did in this movie is he planted bombs everywhere. He two bombs, and this is the first of two bombs. He's the package is somewhere else. It's almost like he know he's like at some point someone's gonna come looking for me. They're gonna get me in a in a bad position, and I'm gonna have to take them to this thing. So yeah. I'm gonna blow them up. He plants a bomb in the train station. Buddy opens it, opens package. He. <laughs> You were talking about it size of explosion versus package. Yeah. This thing was the size of a shoebox, even smaller than a shoebox. And it blew up a train station. <laughs> Explosions coming out of every single window. And Steven Seagal, <laughs> Steven Seagal maybe had a five-second head start jumping out of the window. Three there's seconds. There's no way he'd walk out of there like the flames were licking his heels as he jumped. Yeah. That was an impressive explosion. It was way too big, though. God. And then the next scene, he just cuts in. And now, all of a sudden, he's just sneaking in somewhere. I know. So he has spoken with with uh, Van What's-Her-Face. Meredith, Meredith. Meredith Van something. Van Hatton. Yeah. I can't remember. Van Dyke? Van Kine? Van... Doesn't matter. Van it's Don- written somewhere uh, yeah. else. He's sneaking into her place. And I- these security guards... Okay, it's, it's broad daylight. 
it's broad daylight, and this place looks like the freaking White House. Yeah. There's a bridge going in. He just like hops a fence, shimmies down the bridge, hops over, then pulls out his gun. And then (laughs) breaks into her bathroom. Oh, hold on. He shoots five five terrible henchmen. Yeah. Two of them walking by them like together. I know. How was your weekend, bro? They have these huge (laughs) guns. And Steven Seagal just has his handgun with a silencer. And he's like, He's hiding in the trees, uh, the row of trees. Yeah. Shoots two of them, and of course, that techno music starts up again, and it's like super <laughs> slow motion. <laughs> and he hits him in the shoulders. Just the shoulder, not the head. Yeah. Like a trained operative would. Mm-hmm. Shoots him in the shoulders, and they don't make a sound. Don't, I know. Don't, don't shoot their gun. The third guy is like, like running in slow motion, and Steven Seagal just... Pew, pew. Uh, ah, and then he like shoots two more guys. Yeah, and then he breaks into the bathroom. The yeah. ugliest big mansion bathroom I've ever seen. I know. I have never understood how that is supposed to look posh or wealthy. You have this giant room and there's this small lion foot claw tub in the middle of it. Boring. We, we almost forgot how he broke in <laughs> with the old school. It's the same place he got the spy camera from. The suction cup. Oh. Circle oh, cutter. Yeah. <laughs> From Acme off Looney Tunes. I swear <laughs> to God. The whole window falls in. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Who are we cutting to next? I said, why only silence one gun? Oh, yeah, because Dunois got two guns. I want to silence. <laughs> like, what are, you, are you trying to be heard? Are you trying to be quiet? What's your objective here? Yeah. This guy's just a murderer. Yeah, he just loves, he's very liberal with the murder. And then finally. Oh, he's, he's going to look for Mr. Mims. Oh, he f- finds Mr. Mims. Yes. He's looking for cold yes and then he shoots the lady at the front desk he goes up mims finds him and is like (laughs) and i made a note finally this parkour goblin is gone but no what happened is it's he's like a he's a top tier hitman we're Mm -hmm. led to believe so is mr mims he gets the drop on dunois and Spends five seconds going, ha ha, got you, sucker. <laughs> Pulls up the shotgun. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a full five seconds. And what's Dunois doing? Like, oh no, he's behind me. Looking right at him. Yeah. Boom, gets shot. And <laughs> I guess. Tuck and roll. Yeah. And I guess Dunois had a bulletproof vest on. Yes, a flak jacket. Yeah. Because I didn't catch, I didn't catch, I was like, oh man, he, he got him. Same. Him, and again, blew him out the window. Yeah. Like 30 feet out the window. Yeah. Mythbusters busted it. It yeah, can't be done. On. It doesn't happen. You hit up something with a rocket launcher, it might happen. But there'd just be pieces jumping out the window. So Mims kills him. We think. Hey, yeah, we're led to believe that. He's going to go look for this guy in a silver Volkswagen oh, yes. or we, something. Because Mims gets a phone call and it's like the boss and he's like, well, how should I proceed? And he goes, if you have to ask me that question, then you shouldn't be doing this. He's like, okay, hangs up, hangs up. And he's like, all right, I got to find a silver Mercedes. Silver Mercedes pulls by him. He's like, well, there's the car I'm looking for. Same license plate and everything. And it turns out that Seagal had sold the car to, or gave yeah. a guy two grand to drive it somewhere. Yeah. Like, like again, like another thinking ahead, like he's super smart. This is what's going to happen. Someone's going to try and kill me driving the car. I'm like, and you wouldn't know that. And then Mims just kills him. <laughs> he's like you dumb motherfucker he, Yeah he's mad He's like damn it Boom let's kill this innocent person Yeah This is 2003 What year are we supposed to yeah. think this was Because at the beginning 
he answers that little Nokia cell phone, but then this entire time we see rotary phones. We don't see any like two thousand three esque technology. Maybe Poland is just way behind in technology. That's what I was thinking. Maybe, maybe. Uh, who knows? <laughs> so he opens the package. He's like, "You never supposed to open the package." Yeah. But I'm gonna open the package. I'm gonna do it. Cuts it open, and it's yeah, pictures of a pictures of a plane crash that was basically fired upon by these people doing illegal tests of weapons. Yeah. That's what we find out, and the Oli font and the other dude are behind it all. I'm like, okay, those are some stakes. But it was very anticlimactic. And then he makes a CD bomb. I it's know. Just a, and it's just a CD disc. And he just goes, click, and puts it like what were supposed to be the CD, or just puts it on a counter. <sighs> he leaves it there, but then later he has it on him. I know. I know. <laughs> he actually got it when he went to change his jacket. Oh, I guess. That's what it was. So now, Dubois is still alive. Yeah. He goes to his ammo crate, gets his smokes, and lake. gets his guns, and more bullets. And then he heads off to blah, blah, blah. Uh, so we, yeah, we find out he opens up the do not open flight recorder. The flight recorder. This is what I was going to say earlier. It's basically just the pilots going, oh no, what is that? Yeah. It's coming right for us. Like in no way does it say, oh, Mr. <laughs> Oliphant's responsible for this. That's a missile coming right for us. This is Oliphant Incorporated on the side. <laughs> oh my God. There's three of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Vague. Yeah. This movie is, this is the word to describe this movie is just vague. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we supposed to believe here? And then, um, so Steven Seagal and Mims meet up at the beach and they had a fucking bitch fight. They were, it looked like they were slapping each other. It didn't look like they were doing like, mm, block, mm, mm, block. It looked like they were like, what was this? Slapping this, each was other. It, this, this was way later though. Wait, no, no, sorry. After that, because he throws a disc at him first. Is, no, 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 wait, no they, never mind. They Slow have motion their, throw. Yeah. <laughs> and then he throws the disc at him, and it. Yeah, here's put, the disc. <sighs> and just frisbees it at him because yeah. he's a professional CD thrower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and blows him 40 feet into the water, even further than Dun- <laughs> Dunois flew. Yeah. <laughs> he meets up with her, gets yeah. all the information, gives her the package, or does he? Yeah. Like, gives her the yeah, package. Yeah, he gives Meredith. And I, this movie uses so much slow motion. He even exited. He's like, make sure you take care of your daughter. He exits the car in slow motion. And then it like, she has these flashbacks, visions to her daughter smiling and like, oh, yeah. The window. I was like, what is this? Ugh. It, di- it just didn't make sense. This, none of this movie made sense. It was awful. <laughs> so now he goes back to Berlin. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Lost them. Oh, yeah, yeah. He meets up with his brother, mm-hmm. and they go to a restaurant. And there's three dudes watching him because his brother's trying to like get lure him in so the C- the CIA or FBI or whatever yeah. can like capture him. And he's like, he meets him at, his, at the restaurant. and Goes, hey, can we go somewhere where we could talk? And he's like, okay. They get up and walk away. The three dudes follow, check one room, and go. Ah, I know. We lost them. Oh, they even they even make a phone call. They're like, wow, oh, we lost them, boss. We're sorry. No effort. One no. room, they're like, oh, man, where could they have gone? God. So then they manage to get away and have a little chat. This is where he t- explained to his brother what the foreigner is. Yeah. So his brother's like, I need to know what they want you for, man. What's going on? And he explains to him the foreigner. And this Because the whole movie, I'm going, why, why is he a foreigner? Yeah. It's because he's an American in Poland. Okay, that makes sense. He has an American accent. Mm-hmm. But he was in deep cover, and then he basically got... Uh, excommunicated, not excommunicated, but exiled. Yeah, yeah, there's a word for it. Crap, it's gonna bug me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it'll come to me when I'm going to sleep tonight. Yeah, ah, that's what it is. 
Yeah, he tells his brother everything. And then now he goes to meet Jared. Yes, so yeah, he, yeah. He kills, he gets up on the roof, kills the sniper, because he's just the most amazing agent ever. Mm-hmm. Kills the sniper and then goes down. They have a little chat and then he shoots him as he's walking away. Yeah, which, which is, is <laughs> and then the guy in the horse-drawn carriage doesn't hear it. Because there's just not a lot of people outside in Warsaw. Everyone's just, just people on their horse-drawn carriage. So now he goes back to Berlin because he's going to bust back into Van, Van Aken. I, I know. It's just bam, bam, Van Aken's place. Dunois shows up all of a sudden. He's like, I knew I'd find you in Berlin. I'm like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Are you alive? <laughs> Why? How are you just here all of a sudden? So they sneak in because they're like, two is better than one. We'll do it together, bro. Yeah. He's like, once we're inside. Then we're on your own. Yeah. So fuck you. Yeah. They, they break in. Dunois goes to kill him. And he's like. I knew you were going to do that. Took your bullets away. And then what is he? He's like, you've already killed me twice. And he's like, well, you know what they say? Three is a charm. Yeah. Uh, No, they don't say three is a charm. They say third Third time's time's a charm. charm. Come on, Steven, (laughs) please. Oh, he also, uh, wait, wait, hold on. No, even, fuck, even I jumped ahead. So they doubled security. Okay, hold on. Yeah, from two to four. Yeah, because he meets Jerome here. Okay. Oh, yeah, that rat face. they, They break in. He doesn't try to kill him yet. He meets Jerome. Jerome looks like a Nazi Ned Flanders. <gasps> That's what he looks he like. He does. First thing I thought was this Nazi Ned Flanders right there. So they have a little back and forth. He kills Jerome. Does he kill Jerome? Dubois kills Jerome Dubois, uh, when shot. he comes in and Jerome's like, we don't need your services at a mall. That's right. But did you notice the shot? What was happening in the shot? I thought they were setting it up because when Jerome was saying something, he was like, mm, yes. Um, our problem will be handled by John now. And they were like panning out for once. I thought because they were in front of a mirror. The seventh mirror shot of the movie. Yeah. That it was going to be revealed that it was a fake mirror and was two-way glass and John was going to kill Dunois through it. But no. No, what I was wondering is like literally the shot, his gun it looks like he's holding a shotgun sideways. I watched it three <laughs> yeah. times. But it's not like he, because he goes, oh, he goes to kill him, puts his arm up, yeah, should be holding like, a nine millimeter, but instead it like, seriously looks like a shotgun sideways in his hand. It does. It's the oddest thing. And I looked, I was like, what? They, something went wrong there. Yeah. What the hell? Because you don't see Buddy getting shot. You just see him pulling the trigger. And, I'm like, and then he's like, uh, uh, something's uh. not right about this shot. And now we go back to, to Seagal wearing a different coat. So at one point, yeah. he obviously went home. He's wearing his fuzzy brown coat. How many coats did he bring with him? A lot, I guess. It is Warsaw. He Man, that black leather coat he was wearing for the whole movie looked like it was doing a ton of work. Yeah. Because he looks out of shape. He got yeah. fat. Well, he's yeah. always been kind of fat. He's been squishy. Sick. So he goes to rescue the what's-her-face and their Meredith. daughter. Because they're tied up. Breaks yeah. in, nobody no, nobody sees him, gets in there, and he's like tying her up, untying her, she goes, behind you! And the guy behind yeah. him, guy behind him like... is like <laughs> creeping up real slow, and he's like, oh, he even had like a smile on his face. I know, he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna get you! And Seagal's like, grabs the gun, bam! Like it's... His, his gun-taking maneuvers in this were, when you, if I was paying attention to the other people, they're get, getting the guns taken away. Because they, they'd be like, oh, no! Oh, twisting the arm yeah. up and then bam they get shot I go the guy didn't resist at all 
a normal person would be like, hey, get out of here. Man. Yeah. Pull away from them. It seemed like if I'm comparing this movie to a couple of the Van Damme ones I've seen, it seemed like this movie was trying way harder to make Steven Seagal come across as badass and an ultimate fighter and intense. Whereas Jean-Claude Van Damme, like he was just doing it. Still use slow motion, but yeah, he was a way more fun to watch. Seagal, he, like this is now in like he his later takes years. Himself too seriously. Way too seriously. Where Van Damme is like, yeah, I know I'm great at this, but well, I'm also <laughs> a goofy little guy. You know about Seagal's like cop show, right? He actually got like deputized, or he's like became a sheriff and did a reality show where he was going around like being the like law. dog the bounty hunter. Kind of, but he would just pull people over. He was like, it was, I, it, you have to look it up. It's like a straight up, like A&E or TLC, Steven Seagal, I am the law show. See, that's just <laughs> indicative of him, like, trying to hold on so much to this, like, little power he once had he's as this still, top I'm pretty dog. sure he's still making movies. Oh. Well, I don't know if he is now. I think he's in Russia, like, hanging out with Putin. Yeah, he's what? His, his life story. You should Google his story. His, uh, it's very strange. I think he might be, like in Russia because he's escaping some charges or something like that. What he the may have, like, hell? Actually put somebody in the hospital doing some of his martial arts. Then now <gasps> he holds they, Serbian and Russian citizenship. Oh, see, there you go. Whoa. Yeah. He's a Russian spy. This is where he kills. This is where he busts out the three's a charm. Yeah. Not third time is a charm. Kills Dunois. Finally. And then it's like, by this time, it's an hour and 32. This was an hour and 35 minutes. I was thinking the last 50 minutes is going to be credits. Same. Awesome. I was mad at this point. Same. Like just, just, just end it. End it. And then it ended. Just end me. Oh, it ended with a voiceover of a letter from What's-Her-Face. From Meredith. Going like, thank you so much for helping me. Hope you have a great life later. And he's like on a boat going through a river. And then it's yeah. just like a cast of characters. I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the foreigner, was not the Jackie one. Chan foreigner. Yeah, that was the a bad one. one. Would you real rate it? Oh, God. I real rated this one. Uh, oh, my God. What is it called? One silencer <laughs> out of ten doobie, doobie doo, dunois death fake outs. Because the only thing I enjoyed about this movie was half a point for the weird techno rave fashion show. That was funny. So unnecessary, but I loved it so much. Um, and then, actually, I'm adjusting it. Half a point for the shot of the strangulation thing, because I did think that was cool. Quarter of a point for the Techno Ray fashion show. And then a quarter of a point for Meredith, because I did like her. Mm -hmm. She had a nice voice. She had a nice face. She was pleasant. I liked her. I gave it one and a half Nazi Ned Flanders out of <laughs> ten terrible henchmen. <laughs> because it made me, like, I was laughing. I was laughing hard because I love it when actors take themselves so seriously that it becomes comical. And Steven yeah. Seagal has done that throughout his career. Mm -hmm. And it just made me laugh. But, oh, my God, it was just dragging. It was long. I checked the time a dozen times. Same. Like, I just, just end it. I, I jumped through, like, laughing at it to <laughs> Woo, excuse me. <laughs> to I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't care anymore about this movie. Damn, that was The Foreigner. Don't watch it. I don't recommend it. No, anybody. don't. 
Take our word for it. We suffered. That's, we suffered for you. You're welcome. Um, find us on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Oh, I didn't say that at the start. I'm just going to add it in later. Yeah. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, give us a rating on Apple. That might do something. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, just thinking of random shit at work today. Uh, keep it and have fun. Drink lots of water. Go to bed early tonight. Stop staring at your phone. Yeah. Uh, don't hit the snooze bar too many times. Yeah. Uh, go for a walk. Turn your TV off for an hour and do, do some yoga. Do what my yoga. sticker says. Hydrate and masturbate. Hydrate and masturbate. I need to go to the eye doctor. Oh, my no. eyes say, well, it's just, I've had fuzzy, blurry fuzzy, vision fuzzy. already. It's just getting worse. I'm trying to see stuff far away. I'm like, ah, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's been it. Bye. Bye. Breathe. Go!